Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Patricia Elsie Tuttle, and I love reading books, so put another book on the backlist, baby! This is episode number 127, and today I'm going to talk about a couple great backlist titles that I'm super excited about. But first, today's sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Sourcebooks Landmark. So King Solomon says something very interesting to his son before he dies, and that is, quote, don't let the white man take the house, end quote. These, as I just mentioned, are King Solomon's last words to his son as he dies. Now, all four Solomon siblings must return to North Carolina to save the kingdom, their ancestral home, and 200 acres of land from a development company. Told in alternating viewpoints, Long After We Are Gone by Tara Shelton Harris is a searing portrait of the power of family and letting go of things that no longer serve you, exploring the burden of familial expectations, the detriment of miscommunication, and the lessons and legacies we pass on to our children. It's an explosive and emotional story of four siblings, each fighting their own personal battle, because who isn't, who return home in the wake of their father's death. Make sure to check out Long After We Are Gone by Tara Shelton Harris. And thanks again to Sourcebooks Landmark for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Greenleaf Book Group. No summer vacation should be without a great read. And I don't know about you, but I am partial to mysteries and thrillers for my hot month reads. It's hot girl reading summer always over here. And from the award-winning librettist of Legally Blonde, the musical and the screenwriter of Freaky Friday, Heather Hawk, comes the page-turning psychological thriller, The Trouble with Drowning. So when author Eden Hart floats into Tucson's Antigone books and all her dazzling perfection to give a reading, Kat, a struggling writer, can't help but compare herself. Thankfully, Kat's life starts to take on its own Eden-like glow when her literary future takes shape and she falls madly in love with Jacob. As demons from her past begin to surface, Kat's mental health craters and this halcyon dream slips through her fingers. For the fastest-paced slow burn you won't be able to put down, be sure to check out The Trouble with Drowning by Heather Hawk on Amazon or your retailer of choice. And thanks again to Greenleaf Book Group for sponsoring this episode. Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. I know we're already a week and a half into 2020, but this is my first episode since the year started. So hi, how are those resolutions going? I don't usually set resolutions so much as goals at the beginning of the year, like measurable things, such as this year, one of my goals is baking twice a month because baking sparks joy. 
and also writing 25 pieces of snail mail a month because snail mail also sparks joy. And I know that sounds a lot, but I wrote almost 40 a month last year, so I'm cutting back a bit. My reading goal is 120 books this year. Last year, I read 91 books. Woo! But about mid-year, I discovered a game changer, turning up the speed on my audiobooks. Holy Alvin and the Chipmunks, Batman. I'm straight up devouring audiobooks through my ears, and I am mildly obsessed. Anyhow, I may have mentioned in the past that I read a lot of self-help slash self-improvement, and also that I'm disappointed in a lot of it. But today I'm going to talk about two books that fall in or near this genre that I absolutely love and have read multiple times. The first book I'm going to talk about is Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance by Angela Duckworth. This book, oh my god, this book. I had a paradigm shift after reading this book the first time, and it is a book that I reread each year. The author, Angela Duckworth, is a psychology researcher and professor and a 2013 MacArthur Fellow. In this book, she talks about, obviously, grit. What is grit? Many examples of it, how to cultivate it in yourself, and how to cultivate it in others, especially young people. So what is grit? It's not just doing something for a long time. It's a combination of, as the title mentions, passion and perseverance that you often see in high achievers. For example, in Grit, it said, some people are great when things are going well, but they fall apart when things aren't. Grit is the ability and drive to keep going when things get hard. Duckworth says our potential is one thing. What we do with it is quite another. Most of us know someone who's were like really excellent students, but as soon as they were out of an academic setting, they had no passion or direction. And by someone, I mean me. I, I am someone. Um, there's a whole section on what Duckworth refers to as fragile perfects, and I feel attacked repeatedly, but also it's what she says about it is just so compelling. And again, it's one of the reasons I reread this book every year. It sounds a little bit too close to home for some people. But what I especially love is that this idea, this, this thing, grit, is buildable. Grit is something that can be cultivated and you don't necessarily have the same amount of grit in any given situation. So Duckworth gives great examples on how to build grit. And she also has a kind of a little quiz so that you can get your grit score and it's free on her website. And you respond to 10 statements such as new ideas and projects sometimes distract me from previous ones. And I am a hard worker. And then you answer for with anything from very much like me to not like me at all. So I reread this book recently and I've taken the grit score at the beginning of this year. And then I will take it again in December and see if anything has changed as I try to cultivate a bit more grit in myself, especially with the goals that I've set for this year. I absolutely love this book. I recommend it for you as individuals and readers, and also for people who are teachers, coaches, art instructors, music instructors, and such. Um, because like I said, she talks about how to not only cultivate grit in yourself, but cultivate grit in 
other people, especially people you're leading or people you're teaching, especially young people. And it's really, really great. Again, this is Grit by Angela Duckworth. Highly recommend it. The next book I'm going to talk about is Unf Your Habitat, You're Better Than Your Mess by Rachel Hoffman. The title contains a word that I cannot say on this show, but I will tell you it rhymes with duck. I am a big fan of the Unf Your Habitat website. I've been a fan for years before it was even its own website back when it was a Tumblr. It is just a phenomenal, phenomenal resource and website. The about page on the site says, Unf Your Habitat is about motivation and support and accountability. The author makes it very clear that they do not support a gendered view on who does the cleaning and who does not. And they have a little section in the book about that, about ridiculous gender roles, especially around cleaning and housekeeping. And what is important to me is that the author recognizes there are endless reasons why someone is in a messy home. Anything from the amount or ages of people living in a home to never having been taught how to maintain a home to disabilities and or mental illness that keeps people from cleaning. Some of us have depression. When my mind feels like a mess and I can't even manage myself, my surroundings often follow suit. They feed each other like some sort of spiraling sad dust bunny, and the author, Rachel Hoffman, recognizes that. Yes, this book is about cleaning, but it's about so much more. It's not about minimalism. It's not about a spotless home. It's not about throwing out everything you own. It's about each and every one of us is deserving to live in a space that we are glad to be in, or at least a space that doesn't stress us the heck out because of cleanliness. The author is a stickler about what she calls 2010s. 2010s are 20 minutes of cleaning followed by 10 minutes of rest. And you can do multiple 2010s, like you do three 2010s to take care of cleaning up the kitchen or something like that. Um, she goes over why what she refers to as marathon cleaning, which is just like blocking out your whole Saturday and cleaning for six hours kind of thing. Um, why marathon cleaning is just a recipe for repeated disaster and how doing frequent 2010s are more sustainable. Other things addressed are living with other people or living in spaces that don't belong to you. For example, if you are someone who lives in your parents' home. And there are a ton of cleaning basics in this book, too, which I really appreciate because some people were not taught these things growing up, which is nothing to be ashamed of. And you can start learning now. This is a book I've definitely bought for gifts for people, um, which I mean, that's kind of, I mean, it's not that passive aggressive, but I also know the people I've bought it for are people who struggle with cleanliness and they want to be able to have a space that they are happy in. So it was, it was, I like to think of it as more helpful. So another thing is that there are a bunch of checklists and outlines on how to do things like unf your move if you're moving or unf your digital life and many other things. 
tons of resources too, from support resources for people who are hoarders or children of hoarders to one of my favorites, which is the University of Illinois Extension Stain Solutions Database, which is super cool. So unf your habitat is who I almost said the word. Um unf your habitat is a great book. It's also a really great audiobook listen. So it's super short. It's maybe around five hours for the listen. So I have listened to it and I also own the book because again, the resources in it are great. It's also a book, much like Grit, that I revisit at the beginning of every year and give myself a read because it gives me a, it's like, it's like a little pep talk. Um, and it helps set my goals for the year. And one of my goals also is to, um, maintain a cleaner apartment instead of a roller coaster of cleanliness. Uh, so we could have guests over more. So that's, again, on F Your Habitat, You're Better Than Your Mess by Rachel Hoffman. Today, I also have a book for dealer's choice. It's something that I'm kind of reading right now. I just want to give a shout out to the Best American Food Writing 2019, edited by Samin Nozrat, who wrote Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, which you probably know I am wildly obsessed with. A lot of my reading this year is going to be books that are coming out in the future, So I'm sneaking in an essay from here and there from the Best American Food Writing 2019, and it's fantastic. There's some absolute gems in there. Highly recommend it. And honestly, if you are a person who cooks or wants to cook or thinks about cooking, do yourself a favor and read Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Like, it's it's great. I brought multiple copies for holiday gifts. Um... I want to plug this book every show. It's phenomenal. So again, Best American Food Writing 2019 and Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. That's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you so much to our sponsor. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com backslash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to show us some love, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers find us. If you want to talk about books or nerdy stuff or check in on my shenanigans or my goals, you can find me on Twitter, let's see, and Instagram at The Infofile, as in the lover of information. In the meantime, have a great weekend, drink some water, and happy reading. Happy reading.